Hello and welcome to the Roll Tigers podcast. My name is Luke Lindquist bringing you everything Hampton Sydney Athletics. Did take a brief hiatus this week for fall break, but we're back now getting you everything you need to know in preparation for homecoming weekend this week here on the Hill. Day recording this on Thursday afternoon. Great day to be a Tiger. Nice and sunny. Really happy to be here. We're going to get you everything that's happened this past week. Exciting week in Tiger Athletics. Some new seasons starting up. Swim had their first meet, and the fall sports are nearing playoff time, fighting for playoff positions. So we'll get you everything that happened this past week, everything that's going to happen between now and the next episode to come out on Monday. And we'll start this all this past Monday and Tuesday when golf competed at the Virginia State Golf Association's 74th Annual Intercollegiate Championship. Golf A team took first place. Hampton City had a dominant showing 13 shots ahead of the runner-up Bridgewater. Junior John Hutchinson shot his collegiate best one under to tie for second. He led the Tigers. And then junior Reese Lott tied for fifth. The freshman friend of the pod, Jack Barnes, tied for seventh as the Tigers A-team made their way to the first place showing. Now, golf B-team took fifth. Golf C-team took seventh. And golf D-team competed as well, taking 13th. That is all out of 14 teams in total at the competition seeing golf b team and c team both finish in the top half of the teams is extremely promising obviously with the a team taking first place that really takes the cake for the showings but the golf team is in pretty good standing right now seeing that not only are their starters their a team is doing phenomenal but we're also seeing some great performances out of the next in lines soccer competed this past week on Wednesday, they played Shenandoah on the road. Tigers tied 1-1 to in that match. The freshman Mo Wampini does his thing with an early goal within the first 10 minutes of the match, but Shenandoah scores one of their own later on in the second half. Pretty good, pretty good game, but we see a repeat of that later on on Wednesday when the Tigers played Randolph-Macon this past Wednesday. They had another 1-1 to draw. Freshman Mo Wampini again scores with an early goal, this time in the first 15 minutes of the first half, but then Macon comes in with a goal of their own in the second half, and it's strange in that Mo scores in the first 15 minutes in both the Shenandoah and the Randolph-Macon games, and then around the 65th, 67th minute, they're midway through the second half, the opponents also scored their goal. So it may be a fatigue thing, it may just be that, That is a a hard time to work through for the Tigers. It could be when they're shifting legs, trying to bring in some fresh legs. But it's very peculiar to see that in that same area between 65-minute and 67-minute marks is where both those goals happen. Now, between those two Wednesday matchups, the Tiger squad also played this past Friday at Averett. That match ending in a 0-0 draw. The sophomore keeper, Garrett Hodges, had two saves on the day. And the Tigers dominated the second half offensively. They outshot Avery overall 15, 18 shots to 15 shots. But they're just unable to find the back of the net. Something to point out, though, that is Garrett Hodges' second collegiate shutout in that match against Avery, as he is now the current starter for the Tigers, taking up after Wills Huddleston suffered a concussion. Wills is now okay. He's cleared to play. But Hodges is really holding down the fort. He's only allowed one match where the opponent scored more than one goal. That was against Washington and Lee. 
Another person to point out on this is the standout performances of the freshman Mo Wampini. That man is just fun to watch. He leads the team in goals with six. He's tied for six in the ODAC for goals scored. He's just having a good time out there. It's fun to see his energy and how intense he gets into the game. And it's just a pleasure to watch him. But Tigers come out of this past week with back-to-back-to-back draws. Tigers move to two wins, three losses, and three draws in conference. They're 5-5-5 overall, and they're currently tied for eighth in the ODAC standings. They're tied with Randolph-Macon, who they worked to draw with this past Wednesday. And they're also tied with Randolph College, who they'll play coming up on Saturday with only two games left in the season. Tigers need to make a push to solidify that eighth-place position, if not higher, if they hope to make it to the ODAC playoffs, which take from the top eight teams. So they have to get that eighth seed on lockdown in order to make it to the playoffs. Cross Country competed on Friday. They competed in the Roanoke Invitational 8K. Tigers took ninth out of 19 teams. It's their second 8K of the season, the first one being the Lancer Park Invitational, where they took fourth out of four teams, one of those being Longwood, but they also lost to uh, William and Mary, as well as Southern Virginia, were in those meets. Now, the junior Cade Minton did lead the Tiger team. He ran a season best 70, 27 minutes, 21 seconds to place 39th out of the 172 runners, but he was the only Tiger runner to finish in the top 50 at the Roanoke Invitational for the Tigers. It is a little worrisome as the Roanoke Invitational was held at Green Hill Park. This is the same park that the ODAC championships will be held at a week from this Saturday. So the last Saturday of the month, Tigers need to find a way to find some success. This was their best place for 8Ks last year here at Green Hill Park. So hopefully they can find that magic again to have a strong showing with the ODAC championships just two weeks away, less than two weeks away, and with it being their very next meet. Swim had their first meet this past week on Friday against Southern Virginia. The Tigers took a pretty big loss. Final scores was 172 to 71. Tigers lose by 101 points. Now, in the shorter races, Tigers did have some good showings. They didn't win a race. There was no first places for the Tigers. But again, the shorter distances, the 50 yards, usually the freestyles or the backstrokes, Tigers were able to get within one to two seconds of first place. But as the distances get bigger, the time differences also got bigger. In the 100s, 200s, 500 yards, Tigers began to show their weakness in the distance. Sometimes they got close within six seconds of first place, but they also had some larger differences uh, at times being over a minute or two after first place. But that's the first meet of the year for the Tiger swim team. They'll compete again in two weeks against Randolph College. So they have about a week or so to adjust things and get everything set up the way that they want to go and swim their best races. Hampton Sydney football took the drive down to Danville to play the Averett Cougars this past Saturday. Tigers took the win, 31 to 28. Your final score. The Hampton Sydney offense was absolutely phenomenal. 402 yards of offense and 28 points just in the first half. Andrew Puccinelli, the Pooch, senior quarterback. Got the honors of ODAC Offensive Player of the Week for a third time this season. His performance on Saturday, 448 passing yards. A career high for him. Three passing touchdowns. He goes 31 out of 47 attempts with zero interceptions. He only has one on the entire year. Now, with all these great showings, his third, again, his third ODAC Offensive Player of the Week. 
I wondered how he looked like compared to other D3 quarterbacks across the nation. So I went to the NCAA leaderboards for the top statistics in D3 football. Out of all D3 athletes, out of all D3 quarterbacks in the nation, Andrew Puccinelli, the pooch, is 10th in the nation for passing yards per game, 12th in the nation for passer efficiency. He's tied for 38th in passing touchdowns. He's also 46th for passing yards. Now, a point to make about these last two, passing touchdowns and passing yards, nearly everyone else on these leaderboards has played six or seven games. Puccinelli has played four, only four complete games, and that fourth quarter against Brevard when he came in when Carter Cito got injured. So he's played less than four and a half games, and he is still in the top 40, the top 50 in the nation for counting stats. Insane performance. He is he is making some Hampton City history right now. Now, to go along with him, his best receiver for Saturday's game against Averitt was Mason Cunningham, the sophomore. Earns the accolade of DC Touchdown Club's Washington Metro College Football Player of the Week. Now, for reference, the company that he's in with that, the prior week, the man who won that same award was Navy's Luke Paris. And the week before that, it was Maryland's quarterback, Talia Tungavailoa. Two D1 players, which our own Mason Cunningham is now in the same echelon of. As he's shown, he is an, a dominant force, an elite player for Hampton Sydney's receiving core. He received 10 passes for a total of 199 yards and two touchdowns on Saturday. In all of D3 football, he is 42nd in D3 for receiving yards. He's 44th in receiving yards per game, and he's tied for 12th in receptions per game. Tigers put up only one field goal in the second half. That is the only blemish on their matchup for this Saturday. They scored 28 points in the first half, 14 in both quarters. But then in the second half, they only had one field goal in the second or in the, in the fourth quarter. Now, before that, they also had two blocked field goals, so it wasn't necessarily a guarantee either that they would get that one, but it was ultimately that field goal in the fourth quarter that secured them a three-point win, and that three-point win came down to no guarantee. The game came down to a 53-yard field goal from Averitt with two seconds left in the game, and they missed it. But the Tigers were caught offside, so they got to take another crack at it, this time from 48 yards with zeros on the clock. Now, given both these distances are huge, even for an NFL level of play, they're long shots. But we have some pretty good kickers here in D3 football, and wouldn't be surprised if we had someone who could find it through the uprights at that distance. Luckily, though, Averitt missed both the 53-yarder and the 48-yarder for the Tigers to win 31-28. Coming up this week for Hampton Sydney Soccer, they will have their senior night this Saturday night against Randolph College. Tigers need to win if they hope to keep their playoff dreams alive. Again, that'll be this Saturday night at 7 p.m. Hampton City football plays this Saturday against Washington and Lee. WNL is 5-1 overall. They're 3-0 in conference play. They've played some easier ODAC opponents so far like Guilford and Ferrum, but they still have an amazing 
run heavy offense they're averaging nearly 300 yards of rushing offense per game tigers will have to use their defensive weapons in some creative ways we'll probably see some more blitzes possibly see pickering come diving in with the safety blitz but we'll have to wait and see how they choose to address that run heavy offense of the generals now washington lee also has a defense that plays perfectly into hsc's offense the generals allow over twice as many passing yards per game than they do rushing yards. So if we just let Andrew Puccinelli, the pooch, be himself and get connections with his playmakers like Mason Cunningham, Jamadia Whitby, and Braden Bowling downfield, let that offense work its magic, get Malik Frost in there as well to break up the passing monotony and add an extra element, a different dimension to the offense, Tigers will have a recipe for success on the offensive side of the ball. On Monday and Tuesday, Golf B team will compete in the ODAC Preview Exhibition. They'll play 36 holes over two days at the Green Course at Golden Horseshoe Golf Club in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's all we have for you today, folks. We'll be back on Monday. But until then, I'm Luke Lindquist, and roll Tigers!